Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, we ask you today to lead us and guide us and direct us. We ask the Holy Spirit to give us the insights we need to do this program and so much more in your name. Father, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. So happy today and proud and excited to have a previous guest on the show, Mr. Paul McLean from Homa, Louisiana. Welcome to the show again, Paul. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. Been three and a half years since you've been here, and we did a double episode the first time. Just has so much to offer, and he's he founded the Spiritual Bulletin Board of Louisiana. I'll let you take it from is here. Is that how is that how you actually found out about me? I, you I know, Doctor David Roy was the, was the guy, and he he's a big fan of yours, and uh, we're close, and that's how I plugged into you originally. I remember, I remember him haven't seen him in a while. I think maybe the last time I was here. I think so. So just tell us a little bit about yourself and what's going on. Okay, uh, I'm from the um, born in Thibodeau, raised in Homa, always was in the Homa Thibodeau diocese, went to Nichols, finished in agriculture, and got into farming, um, large art uh, operation, and drifted off into many kinds of uh, opportunities from there. Um, and then in 1992, I was like a workaholic, if you would want to, uh, <laughs> I think a lot of us know what that is, and um, if you're not one yourself, you probably live with one. <laughs> and um, but I was just out of control and had a major, major conversion experience in my life on March the first of nineteen ninety two, and it was instantaneous change. And at that time, I knew that I had uh, another direction. Didn't even know what that direction was going to take me in because I had been pretty much removed from active participation in the Catholic Church. I'd been a Catholic all my life in name. But uh, I had taken up another God, and that was work, projects, uh, doing stuff. And I had replaced God with that, and that, that's a whole story in itself. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's, um, I, we talk about that. I, I talk about that when I we speak oftentimes, especially with men, because it can be a real tendency to self-medicate in your work. Uh, you know, you, you spoke about your conversion the first time, and I remember the story very well. But, you know, I don't know if you want to get into telling it again, but 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 just tell us, our audience, why why a conversion moment is so important and how that impacted your life, I mean, oh. in, in a deep way. It was it, when I started a new life, honestly. It was, you know, born-again kind of terminology. I was truly, like, new. And um, I, I actually, in my particular case, it was an experience where I would, I experienced, I didn't see only, but I actually experienced where I was going to spend eternity. And um, if, I know a lot of your listeners will uh, have a familiarity with the um, diary of St. Faustina. Mm-hmm. And if you want to... Um, I, I, I just write off, I think it's paragraph 741, 741, where she sees the various tortures of hell. And I experienced, lived instant, just for, couldn't have been more than an instant, because it would kill you if you had too much of that, a, a torture three. So if you go to that 741 in that diary, and she describes that, and without a doubt, I had that experience down to torture three there's like nine 
And uh, the Lord later explained to me in adoration that um, any further down, it, your body could not take the horror mm. of that situation. And uh, that, I didn't know anything about all that at the time. I just knew I had experienced something that I didn't want any more of that. Because the words that he told me when I, when I came back into a, to a, a, a state of where I knew where I was in the den of my home at the time, my word was, what was that? And I heard so clearly, just like we hear each other in real time, unless you change your ways and follow me, that is how you will spend eternity. Wow. And so that was a game changer for me. Uh, I didn't want another second of that. My, my heart was about ready to come out my chest. I was nauseated, sweating, weak. I felt like I was going to pass out. And, I, um, and so uh, it was so horrible. I didn't, and I, when I said eternity... Oh, my goodness. And so that changed me totally. I didn't know where I was going, but I couldn't travel the same road I had been because I saw the results of it. Later on, in, uh, in, in finding this paragraph 741, and I, I, I really I asked the listeners, if you can get to that diary, you look it up and you show it to people. Show it to people because it's a game changer. It's, yeah, we, that's what we're here for. Is to, is we're working our way to that point in time where we're going to leave time and we're going to look into that eternity and so what are we going to bring with us to that point is our what we've done said didn't do in time we live for the, the devil loves to get our focus on time and really the important thing is what has happened and what's going to happen when we leave time and that's what it brought me to and um very profound and you know it's not so much about um your experience not seeing maybe heaven or seeing the other side of what's available for you but more like hey this is what the this is what the other side looks like you hear a lot of time you hear a lot of conversation today about the warning that people Mm -hmm. talk i mean there's a lot of good stuff all over about books written about the warning where Mm -hmm. we'll all see ourselves uh inside of our souls or how we I had what would I think a mini personal uh, wake up call, a warning to me individually that um, unless you change your ways and you follow me, this is what you're going to experience. Hmm. It's an interesting word, warning, because in your in your website, Spiritual Bulletin Board of Louisiana, please I, I asked all our listeners to look this up. It's a phenomenal website. We'll ask you how all that kind of came about, but but really what, what jumped out to me on that first page is it says, these times are leading us into a time of warning. Well, yeah. uh, unless we're blind, just absolutely blind, and, and moving at such a pace that we don't see what's going on, which is um, very possible, um, then we should be forewarned. Mm-hmm. It, we, said, it says the Spiritual Bulletin Board of Louisiana has been networking faithful Louisiana Catholics and other Christians to work together to evangelize the nation and the world during these stormy times. Yes, it, it has done that. It, it, it started, it, it was very strange the way it started because back in the 90s, a few years after my conversion, um, I was, uh, my spiritual director was a priest by the name of Father Dwayne Stencil. And Father Dwayne Stencil was a Franciscan, and uh, he actually was the director of Radio Maria uh, for years after he left Homo Thibodeau Diocese. He was there at our retreat center for years. 
And there was a number of us in that diocese that were, Father Dwayne was just a great spiritual director for many people. And we were getting, we should get involved in Catholic radio. We felt like, so we actually, there was no radio station down in our area in Homer Thibodeau that would, that reached us. So, uh, and I don't think they had streaming and all yet about that time. You know, we were mm-hmm. just like isolated down there. And so we, so let's, we bought some time on our secular station and we'd always, we, I think the program was called Hour of Mercy. And we would do the program, we'd always have a little uh, snippet of time left at the end that we had to fill with something. So uh, I began putting into the uh, time available events, events that uh, were going on in the Homotibito Diocese that uh, you may not know about if you lived not right around that particular parish. And, and we could always pick enough. I could always get enough of them that filled the time. Well, the program ended as Radio Maria began to come on board and, and uh, reached our area. And we could, uh, and Father Duane left and became the director in Alexandria for them. The program ended, but the, the demand for the events continued. Yeah. And, and, and just so you know, anyone who looks up this website, anything and everything in, in these seven Catholic parishes that's going on, he's got listings, and it's all up to date. It's all about the adoration chapels and all of the different Catholic events that are happening in South Louisiana. I love this. Uh, it's kind of the heart and soul of Cajun Catholics, and that's why me and Mr. Paul have hit it off so well. It's really a call to action, though. As, as I thumb through the page, you know, I see some things, be radical for your faith and be a Christ in the crisis. It, it feels like it's a call to action. Uh, that be Christ in, uh, I, for um, when Bishop Sam Jacobs was the uh, bishop for Homo Thibodeau Diocese, um, he asked that I uh, would be the uh, coordinator of evangelization for the diocese. And I became that. It was a lay coordinator. Uh, it was a volunteer job. It was not a salary position, but I you know, I, I put my, uh, I put a lot of time in it, and uh, and I found, but I, what one of the things I found, I did that actually at, all the way through his uh, stay, and then when Bishop Fob came in, it was a little unusual. It was an unpaid lay coordinator of evangelization, and, and I said, you know, do you want to work this way? And yes, yeah, so I continued to really, uh, I, I believe it was uh, February of 2020 when I woke up one morning and said, I just heard the Lord saying, you need to resign. Mm-hmm. And so I resigned, and as it worked out, for many reasons, it, was, it, it really allowed me to do so many other, thing, other things that needed to be done at that time. Mm-hmm. But I, I ran into that, and I found in, in, evangel, in va- trying to evangelize through the different parishes, um, it's a hard thing to do because you're competing with so much secular stuff, mm-hmm. you know, when people are comfortable. And, but you can really be successful in evangelizing when you have someone who's in a crisis because you can bring Christ into that crisis and maybe for the first time in their life they have um, run into a situation that they can't they, they, they can't control with power and money and you know the, the typical things of the world and it could be that person for the first time in their life is hitting their knees knowing that they're into something much bigger than them. Mm-hmm. It's when a person gets into that situation that they're very, very open to being evangelized. And, um, and, and so it gives 
gives a person a chance to bring Christ into that crisis. Love it. And, and Paul hosts, uh, is it a weekly radio show? Well, uh, we, uh-huh. uh, t- uh, it's a radio show that um, Penny Ant, it's really Penny Ant <coughs> uh, and I do, a, it's her program, and it's a hard program to do just one person, mm-hmm. because every, um, every Monday at 4 p.m. Central Time, because it goes all over the country, 4 p.m. Central Time, we uh, have what's called Prayer Hour. And uh, people call this on Radio Maria. It's on Radio Maria, and uh, we broadcast right out of Homa. She has a studio, a little studio put up in her home there. And, uh, and so yeah, I'll go, and we'll receive prayer intentions for an hour from people That's all over amazing. Louisiana and the country. We need to pipe that in on our radio station here. Maybe we need to talk about that. That would be wonderful. Over. Yeah. We should plug that in. We need more local programming, and you know, I know you, you're just a man. I appreciate you uh, all that you're doing for South Louisiana, and I know you, I'm sure you have an exciting program. So, what's your feel? Then you have all these people calling in. Um, you know, how would you describe the Catholic faith in South Louisiana today in a, in a word? Is it an, is it enthusiastic? Is it um, hopeful? Is it? Are we in panic mode? <laughs> Where are we in your mind? Honestly, the best sort uh, that the. The best source to answer that question is, is combined with Spiritual Bulletin Board, because I get mm-hmm. a lot of people responding. It's a network center. And the radio pro. I would say, very strong. Strong. I love yes. that. Strong. If I had to say one word, it's strong. Uh, it's been in like a prize fight. Mm-hmm. And we've been, uh, in the last, at least, uh, uh, maybe three and a half years, we've really been like against the ropes. And, and we've been beaten up pretty bad. Mm-hmm. And in fact, we went into what I call sacramental exile for a while, where we couldn't even get the sacraments as our spiritual strength. And, uh, and we, but, but you know what? Uh, we get a lot of intentions coming in on the Monday program about ministries starting back up again. They mm-hmm. want the prayer. The, the, and so that's a great, and, and I, I'm pretty, pretty busy right now starting uh, restarting prayer groups and such. You and I had some conversations in the truck about adoration chapels in South Louisiana, and one of the things that upset me during during the COVID times was they shut my adoration chapel down, and that was upsetting to me. And I guess I understand why they didn't want to infect people and whatever else. But golly, I just felt like now's the time we need to be in adoration, right? And 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 then, like you said, they took the Eucharist away from us for, for quite a while. It seems like and. And, and the church kind of told people it's okay to watch it on TV. You don't have to come. And it's been a hard time, I feel like, talking to priest friends of mine, getting people back. You it, know, it, what is your experience? Oh, it, similar? It, see what fear can do? Yeah. Fear. Fear, fear, fear. Uh, F-E-A-R. False expectations are received. They're false. And so you act on these false expectations. And in that particular case, I'll, I'll, say, I'll say it again, it, it brought us into a sacramental exile. We really were alone. And it made me angry, too, because I, I reached out to people that could have done something about that. Mm-hmm. And I said, there's ways to do this mm-hmm. where um, you can accomplish what you want to accomplish, but still you don't shut it down. Yeah. And... Um, was unsuccessful but you gotta yeah. keep trying so you gotta keep trying now we're coming back and uh we're finding out that it was false a mess of it was false and mm-hmm. uh and so it and so we did a lot of things based on fear mm-hmm. and um it was an opportunity in my opinion it was an opportunity lost i agree 
I agree. want to remind our listeners, you're listening to Cajun Catholics, and today's episode uh, is featuring Mr. Paul McLean. He is from Homa, Thibodeau area, and has the Spiritual Bulletin Board of Louisiana. Uh, it's a great website. It's really the only that I know of a comprehensive website for Catholics in South Louisiana. Um, Paul, tell us, you brought your Bible with me today, with you today, and I, I would like you, where, you know, what's God telling you today? Where are you in Scripture? To share a little bit of your deep faith. I, I know you're, you're so close to Christ, and I love hearing what, what the Holy Spirit's telling you today. Well, I'll tell you what. Let me give me one second. Because, you got it. You got uh, it. Get organized. I was in adoration before coming here this morning, and the Lord put three scriptures, in, in, um, and one of them was this, and it let it, me turn to it because it addresses exactly what, uh, what you, uh, the storms. You use the word of the storms. And um, let me get to it. Paul here. was in the Broussard uh, Sacred Heart Adoration Chapel this I morning. I did. I stopped in there this morning. Beautiful, beautiful chapel. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to, as I go around the state, see which ones are back up and operating. And, you know, many are very much. Um, That's my man. Shout out to Father Mike Delcom and Father Casey Dugai. They are the pillars of Sacred Heart. They can't hunt worth a darn, but they're good priests. And I'll tell you what, when, oh, about a year ago on that call-in radio program with the prayer intentions, we had a lady actually come on the program, which is rare. Most people don't want to actually come on the air, but they'll leave them with the producer. Uh-huh. And But she came on, and, and she wanted, she was requesting prayers for that particular chapel. Mm. Yeah, There we go. Okay, let's see here. You talked about the storm. Well, I, I was, this scripture was given to me there, that, and this, that's why you mentioned the storms uh, to address so I could read. But this is Matthew 14, and it's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a lengthy scripture. We don't have time to read it all, but it's about when, when Peter walked out on that stormy water, and there were waves all around, and, that, and he walked to Jesus until he took a look around him. And when he began to look around him, he sunk. And so I think if there's a word that comes out loud and clear in these times is do not, do not look at the waves. Mm -hmm. Don't take your eye off of Jesus. And where as Catholics, we are so blessed to go to Jesus, body, blood, soul, and divinity. We don't have to look at the, the beauty of the woods, which is that's, that's certainly an, an aroma of him, but we can go to him personally. And if we do that persistently, those waves are not our attention. They are not concerning us because he increases our faith in him and we can walk on that water in a way. And um, I know when I was farming and we were plowing, this is, I think, in Luke 9. Luke 9. There's a, he says, put your hands to the plow and don't look back. If you want to be fit for, um, I don't have it in front of me right mm-hmm. now, but if, if if you want to be fit for the kingdom of heaven, you put your hands to the plow and you look ahead. You don't look back. Now that fits in with really farming practices because you want to do that when you're plowing. Because when you turn into plow, you, you take you, you, your eyes want to focus on something at the end of the field. 
And no matter what you run into in the, in the field, maybe you might run into a couple wet spots, hard spots. If you don't look back and you stay focused, your body just coordinates itself. So when you get to the end of the field and you look back, that thing is as straight as an arrow. I love that. Okay? Now, if you are in that field and it gets kind of rough and you lose confidence and you look back to see how you're doing, when you get to the end of the row and you look back, you see that crooked. Mm-hmm. You see a little crook. You went off track. See? And in sugarcane farming, you have, to, you have to live with that for all those years you're in that cane rotation. But you, you have a little, you, have a, you, you drift. You drift off track. But if you stay focused, now how do we, we don't look, we don't look in a field at, the, at a tree. We look at Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he will coordinate everything around us so that we can be straight, straight to him. Yeah, for our millennial listeners, this came to me through prayer about how, and I don't know if you're familiar with dropping a pin, right? So you want to go somewhere, if I needed to get you to this studio, I would drop you a pin on your Apple phone. And millennials can relate to that, like, you're talking about plowing, they don't know what the heck they're talking about. But uh, but but if I needed to get you somewhere, they would just follow those directions, left, right, whatever the Google or Google Maps tells them. And if someone could drop a pin in heaven, you know, and, and send that to you, then these kids could find their way, right? But if they take their eye off of that Google map, they're gonna they're gonna miss their turns, you know, and they don't listen. So to me, that's the modern analogy analogy I have for you for the, for, <laughs> for your I know plowing. what you. I, I, yeah. I yeah. dropped the pin. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yes, that fits perfectly. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's so awesome. Uh, and and I know you're such a deep deep prayerful man. And, and Holy Spirit's talking to me because I get a text this morning uh, from my friend Calvin about prayer, and, and it said exactly what you just said. It said, "Don't look back, look forward." Right. Uh, I say this, when you're on that path that Google Earth gives you uh, or you're, you're doing that plow, that's sanctifying grace, right? When you're, when you're plowing that straight line, that is that's sanctifying right. grace, right? And when you sin, that's when you begin to swerve and, and, and fall off course. Everything in your body moves in concert. Mm-hmm. And so what, when, you, when you stay focused on Jesus, everything around you, the Holy Spirit is keeping everything in total concert. When you take your eye off of Jesus, you're bringing chaos back into mm-hmm. the situation. And chaos is, is not the sign of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, don't look at the waves. It's good stuff, Paul. Uh, so we're, we're featuring this show during Lent, and I think it would be nice for you to share with our listeners. Give me some Lenten challenges, maybe some Lenten advice that you would have, or what, what will you be doing for Lent? Well, I mean, I love, um, I, I, I participated in RCIA, taught RCIA for like 28 years. Mm. And um, Lent and uh, Advent and Lent being the two seasons I really loved because um, they kind of similar in ways, getting, pre- getting prepared for something big, mm-hmm. the birth of Jesus and then his death and resurrection. The death is, has no meaning unless he resurrects. So we always want to remember when we, as we enter into that desert time of Lent, it's a desert. And in a desert, you know, it's hostile environment. And so we have to let ourselves, let the Holy Spirit bring us down into that hostile environment that we're in. And we, you know, we're walking, we're journeying toward the resurrection. If we're just in that desert with no meaning, then it's kind of useless. But we got to, in that particular case, again, we stay focused on something, Jesus' resurrection. That's what we want to stay focused on. So all the desert journey is worth it. Without that, who wants to be in that kind of situation? You know, it's not mm-hmm. really what you want to be in. And so 
um, you want to stay focused again on, on the resurrection. And um, so as we move, as, you know, we're into Lent now, and as we're moving closer and closer to the resurrection, we want to remember that um, we want to prepare ourselves. We want the Holy Spirit to just lead us, you know, like he, if you read the scriptures, he said the Holy Spirit drove, drove Jesus into the desert. Why? To prepare him for a ministry that he was getting ready to do. Mm -hmm. And so he became in communion with the Father much, much deeper in that desert. And that should be our Lent. Mm -hmm. that, and, and never be satisfied with the last Lent. Let the Holy Spirit bring you deeper into a relationship with Jesus. Again, the Eucharist. Yeah, the fancy word the Bible uses is sackcloth and ashes, and and you know that's kind of a weird term, but I, I think I can relate a little. And it's like it's just like you said, going into the desert, preparing, you know, like the people of Nineveh, right? They they were in sackcloth and ashes. They 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 had to make the proper sacrifice in order to prepare for the for for, for what was to come. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yes, indeed few minutes left on the show paul just a blessing to have you here today he'd braved some pretty serious weather to get over here but um just loving his message for us but i would just invite you to continue on just tell us what you can share with our well, listeners well i would yeah. i would like to close it with something about the bulletin board yeah let's do because it because that's that's the key we Absolutely. Net, we network we network so many people network through that all my contact information is on there uh it's not only about all each each diocese i broke down the events by diocese um, and then there's a lot of other information. Um, we have, um, due to popular demand, really, I had to actually put on the legend, uh, Louisiana and the Latin Mass. So many people want to know where they can go see a mm. traditional Latin Mass. So now I have a page on there. Well, that's the latest page with uh, all the locations that have been given to me. Because this all comes in from people. You know, I don't. I could never get around and see all these events, and I could never. This people send these in, and so the people send in mass times and all that, and we put this together. That's one, and I'm working on a page now where I actually want to have a page for our seminarians across Louisiana. Great idea, where people can know all the seminarians across all the dioceses and pray I love them, that. You know, I'm working on that now. It's taking a little bit longer because I got to get all those pictures, and I got to do all. Sure. I do all this myself, mm -hmm. but. Uh, I want to do that so we can, you know, so there's a lot there. It's not just that. Got all the adoration chapels that were active 24-7 uh, in the state prior, prior to the virus stuff. I mean, a lot has happened and all that. So I'm trying to update that now just by going around and working with a number of parishes, trying to bring the chapels back into a place where they were, you know. I know, Paul, a lot of the diocese would love for you to come speak. I know you've speaking at St. Jules Church here in Lafayette. And uh, how would they contact you? Just through the bulletin board. Mm -hmm. they, they can do that, you know. Um, so there's no space. Is it spiritual bulletin board right. of Louisiana? Yeah, you just go to any. I'll be honest with you. The best search engine to get to it directly is DuckDuckGo. Okay. If you go to DuckDuckGo, because they, there's it's. A lot of these search engines, will, I, I, there's no money transacted on this website. Mm -hmm. So I don't keep, it's, it's, it costs a lot of money to keep a high security protection. And so that I don't do that because there's no money. And so go mm -hmm. to DuckDuckGo, that usually gets you right in. Well, my pledge to you, I'm not a big Facebook guy, but my daughter manages ours, our page for Cajun Catholics. I'm going to get a link on our page so that they can link directly to you. So if you go to the Cajun Catholics Facebook page, there'll be a link to Paul's website. Fine. 
Paul, thank you so much for being here, man. You're such a great Pleasure. guy, and I hope you'll come back often. Uh, just love having you. Have so much information, and know that you'll be in my prayers. Oh, thank you, man. I'm willing to come back just any time. There's so much to talk about because this is a key time, and we are a key place, and these are key people. Acadians across South Louisiana are a key people for what's getting ready to happen, and I could talk about that a long time. Amen, amen. You've been listening to Cajun Catholics. We feature outstanding Catholics from all over Acadiana, just like Paul. And again, we always challenge you to engage the Cajun Catholic in you. Until next time, God bless.